0: Hey, this is It's All Downhill, and I'm Christy Brandon. Today, I'm talking to Kiki Anderson. She's a stand-up comedian in LA. She's got a podcast called Proxy Cool, and if you follow her on Instagram, you can watch her live show called Tipsy Topics, where she covers a niche topic with an expert every time she goes live. Definitely check it out. Follow her there. For now, just enjoy the podcast. So what I've been asking people, basically, is I've stopped asking people how they are. Thank you. I've that. <laughs> Instead, I've started asking people, uh, what are you working on? <laughs>
1: uh well you know I got I, I felt like I wasn't getting my reps in with comedy so I started going back to basics and I got the new comedy bible Ooh. so I've been giving myself homework because they've got like exercises that's nice uh, it's, it's a I haven't gone that far in it yet but like it's cool because like She really teaches you how to go through comedy in like an organized manner, which Mm -hmm. I love because I think part of my stress about writing has been that I feel really unorganized. Like I have jokes that I wrote on Google Drive, jokes that I wrote in a notebook, jokes that I wrote in Word. So it's like now it teaches you how to keep it all in one place and do jokes in progress, jokes that are polished. This is my set. This is my 10 minute set. So
0: I've been doing some of that. Wow. That's I feel like every, like, three weeks or so, I intend to do that, <laughs> and then instead, I just write, like, a half-finished joke in my notes app. Yeah, that, that
1: was me, too, but the reason I even found out about it was because, you know, Nate, Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate was like, listen, this book says I need a comedy buddy. Will you be my comedy buddy? I'm like, oh. yeah, okay. And so now he checks in. He's like, listen, bitch, you haven't done your homework. I'm like, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> so
1: it's good. It's good to have somebody that puts deadlines on you.
0: Oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah. That's funny. I um. So I know that you do, like, stand-up, and I know that you write, but I've only ever seen you do stand-up, but is that kind of, like, I I've been interested to know, like, is that your in-game? Well, you know, when I,
1: uh, I was talking to Nate about it recently, like, when I started, the goal was to be Jon Stewart, you know? Mm. Um, I wanted to do Late Night, and I think that kind of still lives somewhere in my mind, because I, you know, I come from news, I used to be a reporter, so I would love to marry both things, but I've started thinking about comedy a little bit differently these days, and, like, I don't think the world needs, like, a white female host late night. Like, that's not what the world needs right now. I'd love to write for somebody or do comedy in a different way. I love stand-up. Like, I wish I could make all of my money off of stand-up, but realistically, there's only like 20 people in the world I get to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I do a lot of script writing. I'd love to work as a writer on a show um and like a performer too like I I love acting and all that so I'm not ruling anything out stand-up is my first love because it allows me to do both things write and perform but yeah I'm casting a wide net I just want (laughs) to be able to buy a house someday
0: (laughs) oh my goodness can you imagine can you imagine the plants that you could fit into a house Kiki (laughs)
1: It is all I think about. You don't understand how badly I want hanging plants. But like, <sighs> this isn't my house. Like I can't just be
0: drilling holes in the ceiling. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's an issue. <laughs> yeah. These are things um, I think about. <laughs> like, where did you move here from? Cause I know it was East coast, right? Uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore. Okay. I constantly mix Baltimore and Boston up. So every time, <laughs> like I have a couple friends from either place and I just it's a random guess which one I'm gonna say when I'm like you're from here, right? So now I just started asking East Coast. That's close enough, you know. We got good seafood. We all have bad attitudes. <laughs> yeah. It's I think for me it's far enough where I'm just like it's that place on the East Coast that starts with a B. Yeah, there That's you go. The only <laughs> distinction. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess
1: there. Are, I can't think of any other ones like any major cities. Mm, Bronx, Buffalo. the Bronx the Bronx. Buffalo. Buffalo. But I feel like like Buffalo is a totally
0: different vibe. Like, I think about people who have space to own dogs and, like, snow when I think about Buffalo.
1: Yeah, and, like, they know all the bartenders in the city.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yes. Um, so when did you move from Baltimore?
1: Um,
0: this February was a year.
1: So I guess we're on a year and a half now.
0: Wow. Oh, wait. So you moved here like right when I did.
1: We're, oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about this.
0: Oh. Yeah. Because When, I moved when to, did you move here? When February 2019.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I came like early February.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. Where did you come from? Seattle. Seattle. Okay. I love
0: Seattle. <laughs> Me what too. A great city. Uh, especially. Well, maybe not now, because they're also kind of on fire, but like, especially on hot and smoky days, I miss Seattle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The weather's
1: there. The weather there is the best. Like, I always say there's no more perfect summer in the
0: U.S. than summer in the Northwest. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. So, like, what, uh, did you decide to do comedy before you moved and then you moved? Or what made you move? And what made you, like, kind of start doing comedy instead of news?
1: Um, so I started doing standup while I was working as a reporter. Um, and you know, at first I didn't really tell anybody because I didn't want to get in trouble at work. Not that I was doing like really like pushing the envelope type of humor, but I just, didn't, I didn't want to mix those two worlds, but it's, it's called Smaltimore for a reason. You can't hide anything. Oh, and so eventually people started finding out and I kept having to teeter this like fine line of like, not joking about the news because i work in the news and never coming off as biased never saying anything inappropriate you know and i was like this is really hard to balance you know my job doesn't let me do the thing that i can't stop doing (laughs) and so i said it's time to make a choice plus i worked for like a really horrible place so they made the choice very easy for me um but my mom you know, we moved her out here, and my sister was already here, and my aunt's here, so it just seemed like a natural progression for me to finally like commit to this, yeah, and so here I am.
0: Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. What have you been doing like since you moved? and like, I guess like, I know there's like coronavirus stuff, but like how do you feel about kind of the direction that you're going now that you've done that? <laughs> well, there's a
1: lot of news. I kind of wish I was getting paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, True. you know, this, I, I hate to say, like, coronavirus has been good for me, because there's people that are suffering, but, like, it has actually been a very meditative time for me, mm-hmm. um, really focusing about, like, how and why I want to do comedy, and what way I want to do it, like, what kinds of jokes I want to be telling, so it's just been a lot of just, like, kind of soul-searching and research, you know? Yeah, so that's, that's been good. good. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe you feel the same way since you moved here around the same time, like, I've moved around a lot, and I've always found that two years is the sweet spot for, like, making a home somewhere, but I had only oh, yeah. been here a year, so, like, I don't really have that many friends in LA. All my friends are in Baltimore, or actually in Seattle. My my best friends live there, so. Aww. Yeah, so it kind of sucks, because it's, like, I don't feel like I have a ton to look forward to right now in terms of, like, work, or, like, there's not that many people I'm, like, anxious to see in LA, you mm-hmm. know, but I hope to, like, get back in there and just, Start networking and start making friends right away like i'm very anxious to get out of the house
0: yeah i do miss that socializing like also i feel like i feel like you're right like right when coronavirus hit it was about where i was starting to feel comfortable and starting to feel like okay there's some people that i hang out with more And, like, I'm starting to get a little friend group and, like, that kind of stuff. And then it was, like, actually, you can never see your friends again. (laughs) Never mind. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I'm, like, man, I'm back to loserdom.
1: (laughs) I'm posting on the internet way too much these days. And it's, like, obvious that, like, my life is not here in L.A., you know? Oh my god.
0: I uh, I uh wonder about that. I go back and forth between being like, I guess now is the time to develop an internet presence. <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. The only way, like, I, I'm bad at social media. So the only way I know how to do that is like, I'm like, what do I do? Should I, do I take a picture of myself in a bikini? Do I get a hobby? Like, what do I... I'm just not meant for it really to be on social media. So,
1: (laughs) I mean, you can always start an Instagram for your kombucha.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Actually, I might.
1: Listen, I started an Instagram for my plants and I do not regret it. I know it's fucking weird and like annoying, but I I like it. I follow
0: your plant Instagram. Actually, it's very calming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm spreading that because that's what it does for me. All I do is just scroll through plants, 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 people that love plants, people that have plants and pets,
0: you know, there's no bad news there. (laughs) That sounds amazing. I just, I do, I feel like people need that like little like slice of life thing now more than ever, where it's just like, I've been getting into some really like, I would say they're probably like kind of boring, like little like anime type things where it's just like imagine what it would be like to have roommates that helped you clean the house (laughs) also when there's a chance for conflict between two female characters they're just supportive of each other and now we're talking about flowers and showing pictures of food like that's it
1: (laughs) oh no you're gonna be jaded
0: for when you come out of quarantine oh no yeah this is this is all I watch at like 3 a.m when I can't sleep I'm just like yeah the world is like this it's okay it's okay it's like a warm <laughs> hug mm-hmm. yeah exactly that's cool so are you into anime generally or uh not like uh, people that tell people out loud how much they're into anime (laughs) there's a difference I'll watch it and I've seen some that are supposed to be good ones and then I'll watch the ones that are supposed to be like really cozy just pretty pictures and nice things happening um but I have zero opinions on them okay basically just absorb them like normal cartoons Okay. It's not a lifestyle. It's not a brand for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a brand. And I will admit that it is consciously not a brand. I will not admit unless pressed or speaking about depression <laughs> that I watch them. <laughs> oh no, I, now I feel bad. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I do like that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I feel that way where I'm like, if I post too much now, are people going to be like, Oh, she's losing it.
1: Yeah, I know. I feel like the thing is I'm not actually sitting there on my phone all day, but I check it several times throughout the day and I'll be like, that's funny. Post, post, post. <laughs> and then I'm like hyper aware of like how it looks to other people. It's this weird and never ending cycle of like, who am I on the internet? How do other people see me? It's really sick. Yeah, <laughs> I, heard I this movie that just came out on Netflix about social media. And I'm, like, reluctant to watch it because I know it's only going to make me feel bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But also, maybe it'll be dramatic. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I watched something like that before where it was, like, uh, interviewing people who were famous for their Instagrams or something like that. And, like, a couple of them were – maybe it was the one that you are talking about. Uh, a couple of them were just, like, you know, vapid, like, exercise couples and – they were fine. But then one guy was like, I run a meme account, and like he thought he was like famous and was like such a party monster and like always high on screen. <laughs> and oh, wow. like very on brand for a meme account, to be fair. And also, he was my favorite. But also, <laughs> I was just like, wow, I, the world is such a strange place for someone who runs basically an anonymous meme account to be like, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> Yeah, what do you
1: show up to parties and tell people like that meme you shared? I fucking made that. <laughs> right.
0: Except it's not even that. It's like that meme you shared. I fucking stole that and then reposted it, and that's how you found out about it to share.
1: Oh, uh, is this a fat Jewish?
0: No, wasn't that guy uh, similar though? Same, same thing.
1: Uh, okay, yeah, because I saw some documentary that he was in, and like Paris Hilton and M. Rada, and they're just like all talking about like their internet fame. Oh my God. Yeah, it was so, it was, that's, it's like junk food, you know, you just eat it up. Oh, that's,
0: I, I, I think because I'm a little delusional, I have, I mean, you have to be to like move to LA and be like, I'm just going to not get a real job and be a comedian. Like, Yeah. Right. I'm clearly delusional. So it just feels good to like watch other people be more delusional than me and be like, all right, I feel like I'm grounded in reality now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like everybody's moving into like a a simpler, more American lifestyle. It's like actually, I just want to find a partner and have a garden. You know, <laughs> I, I
0: don't need I don't really care about these bars anymore. I just want a place to store my plants. That's what I want. <laughs> I think Basically that's I good. I hope a lot of young people move into terrible uh, rural places and make them good places and vote for Democrats. Hell yeah! This is the revolution, baby. That's- <laughs> Now that you live in LA during a pandemic, how do you feel about it? Like, do you, you know, I was feeling
1: pretty good about it until the fire started, right? I was like, at least we have the weather. And now it's like, I literally can't breathe. So I don't know why we're paying so much to live here. If oh my not gosh. Weather.
0: I know. I know. It's crazy.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. Cause like, I do like LA in the sense that like a lot of creative people are here and you know, you, you get to like pursue your dreams, but right now that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> like all the best parts of LA are unavailable. So nah.
0: <laughs> I know it's frustrating. Uh, I guess I want to talk about like, kind of more about the decision when you st- I guess when you moved right out here after you started doing comedy, like did you quit and then move immediately or did you quit, do comedy for a little bit and then go, I need to be somewhere else?
1: Uh, So I had some savings saved up and I went to Asia for two months. Ooh, Yeah. So that was, that was good. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I would not take that trip back for the world. Like I saw so many amazing, beautiful things, but it was the trip I wanted to take when I was like 21. When you're 20, I think, I guess I was 26 or 27, like, you're not trying to black out every night in a hospital, you know, <laughs> like I definitely partied, but like I actually wanted to have like a cultural experience and like, mm-hmm. when you're traveling alone, you know, like you're with a lot of 21 year olds, 22 year olds. I was like, I'm a little old for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I really enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, Southeast Asia is amazing
0: that's awesome I'm jealous yeah. that sounds cool yeah man
1: it was like honestly in two months of being there I spent less than like I spent in a month in Baltimore probably you know like obviously yeah. like I spent sort frivolous of money on dumb shit but in terms of like eating and my places to stay it was so cheap
0: mm, that's awesome yeah uh now I'm like, (laughs) we can't do travel anymore. (laughs) I know. Remember that when we had airplanes and shit? (laughs) (laughs) Remember when we could just go, like, places? Wow. That's funny. So, like, uh, I guess mainly you're working on um, writing, but you're, are you going to, like, in-person stuff with comedy now, or are you doing those Zoom shows or anything like that? Uh, I
1: did do a couple Zoom shows, which are fine. Actually, I run a show called Tipsy Topics, if anybody ever wants to do it or tune in.
0: Uh,
1: It's a bi-weekly show where we um, have people drunkenly or highly uh, lecture on a niche topic. So that's super fun. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. that. That's got like
0: drunk history energy to it. I enjoy that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it's inspired actually – I actually did this show that somebody else was doing out in DC, and it was a live show. And I mean, the bar was providing free drinks, so everybody was a lot more drunk. <laughs> uh, but you know, the online version is fun, and you know, a lot of people tend to tune in and comment to be like, oh my God, like same, or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. So it's highly um, like an engaging show. That's been fun, but I tried to do like stand up Zoom shows, and I didn't really get a lot out of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh that's what so, I've been thinking, like it's just for me, stand-up is the in-person interaction with the crowd. So like I don't know, Zoom just doesn't seem the same.
1: Yeah, because it's like I-, I did one show that they had all the laughs turned on. And that <gasps> oh, was difficult cool. for me because I couldn't time my joke correctly. <sighs> like it was like I would I would do my punchline and I'd wait for the laugh and it wouldn't come. So I'd move on to the next thing, but then the laugh would come because it was like a lag. <laughs>
0: Oh, so, I don't like that, actually.
1: Yeah, so that was difficult, but then I did another show where they had all the laughs turned off, which was better, but it's like you're literally talking to yourself, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know. I I can only imagine that it felt a little bit, like, bombing, probably.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not what you need when you're already
0: depressed. You're like yeah,
1: I'm already down here, I don't need a fucking <laughs> bury myself at this point.
0: (laughs) I need a win. Like, please.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I did go... um, I did an open mic this weekend and I supported a friend's show. Jay Light was having a great show that I guess he's going to be doing every month now. So, it seems to be trickling back, which is hopeful.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of people here and there do, like, open mics or or shows out in in the real world. I'm still kind of scared. Like, I'm afraid to do that. I want to, but I'm also, like, also, I think I just got used to not having to go anywhere in the evening.
1: Yeah, I think, I don't know, my, my take on it is don't do it until you're totally comfortable. It's not, like, I think there's this pressure, like, oh, if you're not doing comedy right now, you don't want it bad enough. Mm -hmm. Like, don't fucking buy into that, you know? Like, you're not losing any opportunities. Everybody's doing comedy in parking lots. (laughs) Like, (laughs) You know, like, it's not like there's, like, bookers out there, like, scouting the talent. Just do it when you're
0: comfortable, you know? hmm Yeah. That's hard. I mean, it's hard not to, like, jump into it, especially, I feel like, in comedy, it's, like, some people are just, like, it's all about the grind, and it's, like, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's one of the realizations I came upon, that, like, I felt like I had to go to open mics every single night, and if I didn't go to at least two mics in a night, then, like, I didn't care enough, but, like, are you really using your time wisely when you're going to two mics a night, or are you just burning yourself out, you know? It's better to do maybe four nights and use that time well than to, like, just burn yourself out and, like, just go have an experience, go live a life,
0: you know? <laughs> have Find something to actually tell a joke about. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a real thing. Um, so, do you feel like... uh I don't know do you feel like you're you're heading in a good direction like what are you what are you looking forward to like what are you I don't know where where do you think you're going to head like are you going to apply to things after writing all these things or are you just like going to wait it out and then do stand up in 2021 <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh yeah you know, it's hard to say where anybody's headed but I I definitely feel more focused energy personally which is great because I have like real goals that I'm trying to attain, and this was good. I, I was in a really like petty state before qu- quarantine happened. You know, I was like comparing myself to other people or like wondering why I did or didn't get something, and just like really just trying to keep up with the Joneses. But like I read back on me and like what do I want and what do I want to say, and I'm excited to just put that energy out in the world. You know, like it doesn't really yeah, matter what better. anybody else thinks of you
0: that's cool i like that yeah i mean talk to
1: me in six months six months i'd be like why did this fucking bitch kind of show at the improv but uh for now i'm
0: chilling (laughs) (laughs) for now it's great it's probably all the oxygen from the plants to be honest
1: i'm telling you when you have something to care about it transforms you
0: it's true i had i think plants are the new children for this generation and hopefully that saves the earth because yikes.
1: Yikes. We need more of that
0: oxygen. <laughs> uh, what else? Do you have anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about?
1: Uh, gosh, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> the world's ending and here we are. <laughs> you know. Here we
0: are. Just, it's so weird. Like. I don't know. Uh, I started this at the beginning of quarantine thinking it was going to be like over in like two months or three months and that I would like, you know, be interviewing people in person and stuff like that. And at this point I'm like, okay, well I can't even ask people how they are anymore because that's a dumb question. And uh, at this point I'm like, I feel like I keep asking people like, what are you, what are you working on? Where are you headed with your career? And they're like, what career? I'm hoping that we live until the end of this pandemic and, uh, that there's world left afterwards. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I hope that people like come out of this with, with the same goal too, that like, Hey, things can get really bad really quick. So maybe we should be a little bit kinder to each other, you know, like. (laughs) But I, it, I don't know. The internet's a scary place and it doesn't seem like we're headed in that direction. It seems like people are vicious and out for blood. So, so I'm not, you know. I'm not running towards the finish line right now. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> like, right. in my
0: house. How do you feel about the term doom scrolling?
1: It's real. It's real. I feel like it's not talked about enough. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but if I get into a bad cycle on the internet, I will just scroll and scroll and then I'll learn everything
0: about that subject. I have oh, to stop yeah. myself. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes I realize like an hour has passed and I'm like, what am I doing?
1: Yeah. I'm literally just
0: down a rabbit hole of depression. It's horrifying.
1: I know. Um, and then your phone tells you like how much time you've been spending on your phone. I'm like, why do you, why do you have to be mean? Like don't fucking
0: <laughs> tell me about how shitty I am. Like, Why do you have to, to rub it to in to I'm pretty? <laughs> Please <laughs> just tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> right. Uh now we're back to overposting things. I I almost miss the period of at the very beginning of quarantine when everyone was just completely unhinged live streaming on Instagram constantly.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a weird time. And like, you know, and I was part of it too. I I'm not I'm not talking down on anybody, like, everybody's like, well, this is the time to do all the sketches. Right. <laughs> I'm glad that's over, you know? It's like, we get it, you do characters. <laughs> oh my
0: god. We get it. Front-facing camera comedy is a niche now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. That, that was a weird time. I, I, I feel like I haven't seen that many people continue with their, like, IG chats. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think after a while, because so many people were doing that, that even the people that were doing it kind of saw other people do it, and then were like, oh, is that what I look like? Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It really was. Like, everybody just was completely unhinged. It, it's weird, because I was thinking about how 2020, like, If you think about other years like okay you think of september 11th you have a vivid picture in your mind of the towers burning but there's not that many years that you can literally think of like what does this year look like in pictures but Mm -hmm. this year it's empty grocery store aisles it's people protesting it's things on fire i'm like (laughs) there are some very vivid pictures that are going to stay with us for the rest of our lives like i don't think we'll ever see the grocery stores empty like that again hopefully oh my
0: gosh yeah i hope but like it's it's 5050 like I hope that it doesn't get like that again but I also now that I've seen how it can be like I have zero faith if anything actually disastrous happened that we'll have food
1: <laughs> Right like how did that even start where everybody was like I need to buy all the toilet paper like why did people's minds go there
0: <laughs> I don't know like and I don't know like why everyone so when everybody bought toilet paper like at first I thought it was dumb. And then like a ne- another week passed and I was like, oh, everyone is still buying toilet paper. So I bought food. Like I bought like canned food and like, a, like two weeks worth of food. And then the very next day, uh, a friend of mine was talking about it and he was like, shit, like it was like the week before everything shut down. And he was like, I have no food. Like I have no food and neither do the grocery stores. What the fuck am I going to eat? Like I need to get to, like, I need to get off work soon so I can go to the grocery store so I can get like canned corn or whatever is left
1: because it was
0: like I don't know why everybody did toilet paper first but I know
1: that that never occurred to me as the first thing to buy for me it's food yeah (laughs) yeah that was crazy I I lucked out in that department because a couple weeks before quarantine (laughs) so I live with my aunt and I kind of forgot that she told me like hey the toilet like the septic tank is fucked up like don't flush like wet wipes down there but I love wet wipes I love to have a clean butt and I had been using wet wipes for a whole year until the toilet broke and then she's like what did you throw down there and I'm like wet wipes and she's like are you fucking idiot like I told you if you move into my house don't use wet wipes so I had to come home one day to the plumber like digging out the septic tank literally digging out my like Poop rags. Oh no. (laughs) And you make eye contact with him like it was me, you know? (laughs) And so after that, after, you know, that $1,500 bill that I had to pay my aunt, we got a bidet. I was like, all right, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) We're done with the wet wipes, you know? So did I predict 2020's toilet paper crisis? Maybe, you know? (laughs) Was I a forward thinker? I like to think
0: I am. (laughs) Wow, you're a visionary. Yeah, you and your butthole visionaries, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's my third eye <laughs> that's where you get to see the future from. That's what it is. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. um, it's literally fantastic. oh, god, what a dad joke! It's hindsight. <laughs> ah,
0: yes, hindsight is 2020. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yes, um. Well, do you have anything you want to plug? I, I know you mentioned your um, show that you do on Instagram. And yeah, I'll probably put your uh, Instagram stuff at the end so people can follow you.
1: Yeah, definitely tune in on Instagram and uh, Tipsy Topics. And I'm trying to relaunch my podcast. It's called Proxy Cool. Uh, but the, top, the topics revolve around niche experts. So our first episode before the quarantine was a mortician. So if you're a niche expert on something,
0: I want to have you on. (laughs) That's cool. Okay, that's it. That's the interview. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review on whatever podcasting service you use so you don't miss the next episode. I update every Wednesday. Follow me on social media at Downhill Pod, and if you want to email me, maybe you have comments, maybe you want to be on the podcast, send an email to alldownhillpodcast at gmail.com. This is all going to be in the show notes. Make sure to follow Kiki on Instagram, and on Twitter, so that you can get updates on what she's doing. You can see her live show and the next episode of her podcast. Love you. Bye.